I'm Sherry Dunleavy, your inspirationista, host, and a grieving mom. Welcome to the Grief Anonymous podcast. Grief is a journey, and I'm 20 years into mine. No matter where you are in yours, I hope you'll join me as I provide you with information, tools, and experts to help guide you through the darkness of death into the light of living. Help is on the way. Chances are, if you have not had a miscarriage, you know someone who has. And I'm not talking just about miscarriages. I'm talking about stillbirths, and I'm talking about infant deaths today on this episode of Grief Anonymous. And my, my guest today is someone who is serving these underserved niches in in this arena, and that's Donna Murphy. And she is the founder of Heaven's Gain Ministries. She's my guest today. Hi, Donna. How are you today? I'm great. And you? I'm, I'm doing well. So I really want to hear your story and how you decided to make this a ministry and what this is all about. Because this is almost like when you talk about miscarriages, no one really talks about miscarriages until someone's brave enough to say they have one. And then all of a sudden they realize there are so many others who silent suffer or suffer silently. That's absolutely true. Um, my husband and I have had, um, we've lost three babies, um, one in the first trimester and two in the second trimester, which a lot of people don't realize that up till 20 weeks, it is still considered a miscarriage in most states. Mm -hmm. And um, so when we lost our last child, um, he was eight inches long. We left the ultrasound. My husband wanted to take care of things, so he brought me directly to four funeral homes and two cemeteries, all of which said, we have nothing to bury this baby, and there's nothing that small. Um, we called some more, and finally one suggested we go to the world market and get ourselves a box. So um, being that we had nothing else, we went and got a box at the world market. I went home that night, did my best sewing some linens for that box, and uh, went in the next day to deliver our son. And um, when we did bury him, we just wrapped him in press and seal. So um, the box and press and seal. So that was not dignified. And my husband felt the call that we should start a ministry. And um, we did. Uh, we researched it. I felt the call a year later. And we researched it for another year. And we opened in 2008. Mm -hmm. So we serve families not only with a casket or urn, but we also have uh, support services for before, during, and after the delivery of that baby. So when I went in for my delivery, I was just told, come in tomorrow to deliver. No one told me what to expect. What is expected in this kind of delivery? I mean, for any other birthing thing, they have birthing classes, mm -hmm. but there's no support for when you're going to deliver a baby who is going to be miscarried or stillborn. And so we prepare people from that time that they find out there's no heartbeat. What is that delivery going to look like? Are you going to deliver at home? Are you going to have a DNC? Are you going to be induced in the hospital? What have you chosen to do? Now let's prepare you for what that's going to look like. And so we prepare them beforehand. We offer um, baby loss doula services during and afterward we have support individually and in groups. Oh my, that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And it's so needed because, you know, what I said at the beginning is there are so many 
parents who suffer in silence. Absolutely. I have people coming out of the woodwork saying, I lost my baby 30 years ago. You know, the baby was 26 weeks. I didn't know what to do. There was nothing to bury him in, so I left him in the hospital. Do you have any idea where my baby is? I have this call all the time about somebody who doesn't know where their baby is because there was nothing to bury them in. And that's just terrible. So what is it your organization your organization does? Do you work with funeral homes? Do you work with hospitals? How do people find you? And, and how do you minister to people? Well, if you go and Google miscarriage casket, we'll be one of the first ones up there. But if you just Google miscarriage or stillbirth, we're not one of the first ones up there. Um, I, I wish we could be up further, but we're not. And so people generally find us by word of mouth mm -hmm. or they find us online because while you're waiting, a lot of people are searching for a long time online. Um, and so they come to us. Um, we help about 1,200 people or families a year. Mm -hmm. um, about 700 with a casket or urn, and some of those with support, and then the other 500 would just be with support. Um, that's what we're at right now. But we hope to grow because so many people say, where were you when I had my loss? I wish there was a you when I had my loss. And I said, I wish there was a me when I had my loss too. But, right. but I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know all that then. So uh, since then I've become a certified loss doula and I, I prepare people and, um, and so, and people are just so grateful afterwards. They're like, why didn't anybody else do this? And I said, that's why I'm here. So what is, uh, what did you call yourself? What kind of doula? I'm a certified baby loss doula. Baby loss doula. Okay. What does, what, what does a baby loss doula do? So they would meet with you after you find out there's no heartbeat mm -hmm. and then find out what is your plan to um, get um, to have the baby come out? So is your plan mm -hmm. to have a DNC, a surgery? Is your plan to um, go naturally at home, to be induced at home if you're in the first trimester? Um, in the second trimester, I always recommend hospitalization um, induction because according to our surveys, we do surveys at babylossurvey.com. Uh, baby mm -hmm. And according to our surveys, 30% of the people who tried to deliver at home after 10 weeks actually ended up being hospitalized anyway due to blood loss. Oh so I always try and promote that anybody wanting to deliver, that they do so in a hospital if they're in the second trimester. And if they go to deliver um, at home, we have things like we have a miscarriage kit that they can carry with them. And in this miscarriage kit, so you don't know when it's going to happen. It can be four weeks after or six weeks after you found out there's no heartbeat. In there we have a colander. People can make these themselves at home. Mm -hmm. A colander that pops out. That way it's small for when you have to carry it to work. We have a set of gloves. Most women are not afraid of their own um, blood, but, um, but um, sometimes the husbands are. Mm -hmm. We have a bag for the placenta. The baby never needs to be touched to find out if there's chromosomal abnormalities. The placenta will tell. And, mm -hmm. um, and then it all comes in a bag, a nice real thick bag with a card to show that you can look at that you can say, Oh, my baby was this far along. This is what I'm looking for and directions on how to catch the baby. If you want to bury, that's usually not possible unless the mother is at least seven weeks, at least seven weeks pregnant. Yes. 
So by a lot of standards, it's not uh, by medical standards, it's called a fetus and not called a baby. But to a mom, I think it's always called a baby. Yes. My, uh, my doctor, when I had talked to him, when I had my first trimester loss, I said, you know, uh, you know, I, I, this may not seem like a big deal. And he goes, once a woman knows she's pregnant, she knows it's a baby. And that was my obstetrician. And that, you know, and he deals with people every day dealing with this. And that's true. The woman knows it's a baby. And so, you know, it's breaking her heart that, that someone, you know, that, that her child has died. Mm-hmm. You know, as parents, we feel that our primary goal is to protect our children. And when you lose a baby, you, you, have, you have no control of that. That baby is gone and, and you, you have lost pretty much all control. But if people inform you about what's going to happen and what's the best way to make memories, then you have some control. And that's a beautiful thing because you can care for your baby properly. You can bury your baby properly. You can get mem- memorabilia. Like for, for uh, losses in the hospital, we have a five-page birth plan that I will have the family sit down and we'll go through. I'll get their history. I'll find out what their concerns are and address them, but we'll decide on what memorial things they want to do. Do they want to get pictures? According to our survey, 99% of the women truly value their pictures and wish many wish they had more. Um, do you want footprints? Do you want handprints? Do you want the baby's hospital bracelet? We get everything written down. And the nurses appreciate that this is all done before they come in because they don't want to bother that family because when you're in the middle of it, you're just not thinking straight. So if we can just sit there and talk about it, you know, and just take our time and write it all down, then when they go into the hospital, whether they have a doula, a, a, a doula like me with them or, or not, it's written down and the nurse knows what her, that family's desires are. I'm afraid to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it um, because I don't know if I really want to know the answer, but what happens if there isn't a you, if there isn't a vessel, what happens to your child? Well, many babies that are under 20 weeks are placed in medical waste. And um, that is, you know, so devastating that when I, when we lost our baby, they told us at the hospital we lost it at, that babies that are not claimed there are actually cremated. And then if nobody claims them within six months, they're buried. And, um, and so, you know, at least people know where their baby is then, but at a lot of like state hospitals and such, they will just place these babies in medical waste. Now I was one of the people who wrote for the Parents Grieving Act in 2008 to request that all parents no matter what the gestational age of their baby, that they have the right to claim that baby. And it was passed. And so in Ohio, you have the right to claim your baby's remains. When I lost my son, there was no law protecting my right. And there are less than 20 states now that have laws protecting the rights of parents to claim their baby's remains. And so hospital policy often says that that baby has to be placed in medical waste and so they have to fight the hospital policy because there is no law to back up their rights. And I would imagine that people are so grief stricken that they just accept whatever answer they're given instead of they don't have the strength to push for more. 
to push Absolutely. for something different. So you're a warrior in that area. Thank you very much. So you're talking about support after, and, and you say that you're based in Ohio, um, yes. Cincinnati area, correct? Correct. So um, is that support just for Cincinnati and the surrounding area, or do you have support for people no matter where they are? Absolutely, I have support all over the United States. Um, probably only 5% of the support that I give is in the Cincinnati area. So for instance, I've had people who call me in the middle of a miscarriage. You know, usually I get a call before it's actually happening. And so um, one time I got a call from somebody and she said, the doctor's office just told me I would have bleeding and cramping, but it starts and it stops and it starts and it stops. And I said, think about this. You have four other children this is labor. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm in labor. And I'm like, that's what it takes to get a baby out. You're in labor. And so it's going to start and stop. So I talked with her and I helped her with her breathing as the contractions happened. And then she said, I need to go to the bathroom. And I said, wait, that's probably the baby. Bring a strainer in the bathroom with you. And she did. And she caught her baby. And this is what I do. That's so important. Mm. What about support afterwards? How do women and men, because this is, I think even, even women suffer silently, but I think men more so. Yes. And so to be honest, a lot of men do not go to the support groups. Sometimes they do. Um, it's more um, of a woman thing, mm -hmm. but men will say, you know, everybody asks how my wife is, but nobody asks how I am. And that's really sad because they've lost a child just as much as the woman. Um, sometimes they don't feel it as strong, mm -hmm. but sometimes I've found it where they've actually felt stronger about it. And so our support groups uh, allow women and men, but we don't have it virtual yet. That's a goal. Mm -hmm. Right now, all we have across the nation is individual support on the phone. But I would like to get something like that started. But um, there is a matter of funds and knowledge about how to do that. And um, anyway, if anybody wants to help me with that, that'd be great. That would be, that would be wonderful. So, so it, is this organization just you and your, made up of you and your husband? No, my husband and I are the primary volunteers for this organization. Okay. I'm the executive director. Um, this is my full-time job, but my husband uh, and my husband, he, um, he does all of our maintenance work and he also makes a lot of our urns. We have a number of volunteers and we have five very part-time employees who make less than a greeter at Walmart. They don't, it's really a ministry of love. Mm -hmm. um, they do this, um, you know, because they care about the women. They could be making a lot more somewhere else. Um, but they um, work about um, 12 hours a week. So I have a number of volunteers so that um, if somebody orders something, I have somebody every afternoon. So if somebody orders something, it can go out the same day. Because this is not something you can wait for. This is something right. you need right away. So, so let's talk about that aspect of it. So you have um, a shop set up where parents um, who have children they have lost through miscarriage or stillbirth or infant up to about what? How, how old? We, um, well, it, it, our urns will hold a larger baby, but our caskets will hold uh, is up to 33 inches. Okay. 33 inches. And all we right. have all sizes from four inch caskets to 33 inch caskets. We That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Four inch casket caskets. Yes. And I saw when, when I, um, when I first met you at the NFDA conference, I, I passed, I passed your booth 
and I was just absolutely struck by the beauty of um, what you provided. And having lost a son at 29 days, um, you know, that I never had that. And what a beautiful gift that would be. And um, even if your baby was buried, um, the urns that you have and the memorabilia that you have to remember your baby by are um, breathtaking, breathtakingly beautiful. Um, so thank you very much for what you're doing. Well, thank you. All the glory to God. But I, um, I, 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 you know, this is, this is what I do. I could be making money for my family and my family has to put up with their mom being gone and with, with me not making money. And, and thank goodness I have their support because, you know, it, it is a lot of work to make sure I, everything is of the highest quality and shows dignity and like my urns I have in four different skin tones because you know you want that to match your baby skin tone I, I'm a medium skin tone um, after we lost our baby we actually uh, adopted our daughter um, who has um, an african-american skin tone and um, and so it, it depends how you know what you look like is what you want the representative of your baby to look like Right. Absolutely. So now my next question is how can people find you? What, what's your website? How can people get online and see what you have to offer and, and place an order? Um, so my website is www.heavensgain.org. So H E A V E N S G A I N.org. Mm -hmm. They can go on there. They can learn about services. They can learn what products we have. They can find out what the state laws are. Mm -hmm. They can see information on faith and loss. They can find information on, um, soon we're going to be adding support groups around the nation. We're working on that right now. A page will be coming soon about uh, where you can find a support group around the nation. There's a link to Law Stoolas International, so you can find a law stoola near you who could actually help you. Um, but we, we will help anybody anywhere, but I cannot fly out for everybody's birth. So right. I only help with births in the Cincinnati area. Okay. Can, could you virtually help someone through that? Oh, um, I could. Yes, I absolutely could. I'm talking virtually now, so. Right, right. I, I mean, technology is a, wonderful, is a wonderful tool that we can use nowadays to stay connected and, and to help one another. So um, what, is there anything else about your organization that you would like people to know? Well, something I'd like people to know that they can do mm -hmm. is that we should be getting legislation in all 50 states that will permit parents to clean their baby no, what, no matter the gestational age. And if there are any new laws about um, parents having the right to bury their children, if you could send it to me, that would be, I would be very grateful because I always want to keep that updated so that parents know what their rights are. And do remember that if you lose a baby in one of those states that you don't, that there is no law protecting you, that doesn't mean you cannot fight for for the remains of your baby you know a miscarried baby can be up to 10 inches long people don't think about that they think of it as you know just some tissue or something mm -hmm. well when i lost my child at um who was born at nine weeks sick who died at nine weeks six days you can see every little finger and toe everything 
Um, and he was an inch and a half long. All It was just, I mean, my parents just couldn't believe it. My five-year-old said, mommy, you made such a pretty baby. Aww. So already at 10 weeks, you know, and, and another thing that I could really share with people is if you are miscarrying, always, once you start bleeding, always bring some type of strainer with you. There are auto flush toilets where women have turned around and tried to grab their baby and they couldn't grab their baby. So make sure that you bring a strainer with you from the moment you start spotting. And these collapsible colanders are perfect to fit in a large purse. Okay, that's, that's great advice. Donna, bless you for what you're doing to help so many parents throughout this world. I think that really you are, you are called to do this. And um, thank God you answered that call. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. By the way, mm -hmm. um, since you said for answering the call, I'll let you know the phone number. It's okay. 513-607-6083. All right. Uh, repeat that again, please. 513-607-6083. Or you can find it on our website at heavensgain.org. Okay, Donna, and I will post all of this in the show notes for this podcast. I thank you very much for joining me today. Um, it's been a delight to, to talk with you again. And, and once again, thank you for all you do to help so many people um, ease their suffering. And it's thank just you, a beautiful Sherry. thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Sherry Dunlevy, and you've been listening to the Grief Anonymous podcast. For more information on today's guest, the Grief Anonymous program, or the Grief Resource Network, go to griefanonymous.com or griefresourcenetwork.com. For more information on my book, workshops, or talks, go to sherrydunlevy.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for listening.